You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. We know there's a lot going on in the news. China is still struggling to contain the coronavirus. It has been a turbulent year in politics around the world. Smoke darkens the skies above Aleppo's countryside. This fire is burning out of control, and it's just 25 miles from Canberra, Australia's But here's the thing. There are also a lot of compassionate people doing amazing things for others every day. How do you pay someone back who saved your life? I am so incredibly grateful that I need to pay it back to her, but also pay it forward to others. Hear those stories on Kind World, a podcast about how acts of kindness can transform lives. That's Kind World. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thank you for joining us for another Mindful Moment. We're very grateful for our listeners and welcome to all of our new listeners. Mindfulness not only improves our mental, emotional, and physical well-being, but provides a foundation for remaining calm during stressful challenges and events. Through mindful thoughts and actions, we can do more than just survive these challenges. We can continue to thrive. The key to becoming more mindful is simply practice. We hope this podcast will provide you with knowledge, inspiration, motivation, and helpful strategies to cope with current events. Working together, we can not only get through any situation, but can learn and grow from the experience. So let's get started. We'll be mixing up our format somewhat over the next few weeks to provide you not only with mindfulness techniques and examples, but also resources to support you in getting through this experience calmly and with an increased sense of purpose and meaning, and maybe even a little fun. Today, we'll be speaking with Work to Live social media manager, Melissa Sims. She's homebound with school-aged children, and we'll have a chat about how it's going and what her strategies are in homeschooling the kids, working from home, and staying mindful, which is another way to say to keep from going a little crazy. We'd love to share your ideas and stories, too. Drop us an email if you'd like to be interviewed on the podcast, and we'll be in touch. Before we get into that, a couple of reminders. Please stay home if you can. In the coming weeks, we will be discussing how to cope with isolation, cabin fever, or loneliness, but I can't stress enough that right now, the difference between this being an unpleasant, scary, frustrating experience and this being a major tragedy is physical distancing. So please stay home and protect yourself and others. The other reminder is related to shopping. I'm seeing people line up outside of Costco at 3 a.m., and have heard from grocery store workers that the same shoppers are going every day to buy the maximum quantities of products allowed. The more you hoard, the more you're harming others. Please stop overstocking. We can't get back to normal until you do. Don't be a hoarder so we can return to order. As we enter the first full week of what is basically a lockdown here in California, we're all feeling a variety of emotions. Fear, anger, and frustration for sure, but also a lot of compassion and love. 
While people behaving erratically may make the headlines more than good news, there is a lot of good happening out there. If you're going to watch a screen, watch that. And if you want more good news in your podcast feed, don't forget to check out Kind World. But back to emotions. Mindfulness does not exempt us from feeling uncomfortable emotions. It allows us a path to observe them and, if we choose, to respond to them. I woke up Sunday morning and felt no motivation whatsoever to get out of bed. I propped my pillows up so I could sit and lean back and just check in with what in the world was going on. I'm normally a leap-out-of-bed-and-get-started kind of person, so I knew right away that something was off. Was I depressed? Scared? Irritated? I closed my eyes and monitored my thoughts for a couple of minutes. It turns out I wasn't feeling any of those emotions. I was simply tired. Last week was a giant roller coaster of nonstop activity. Highs and lows, exciting news for the business and the sad news of sending staff home. I had not stopped for six days straight. So Sunday, my body was telling me, enough. I needed a break. This is an excellent mindfulness practice. Just pause several times a day and notice what you're thinking. Our thoughts create our emotions, so consciously paying attention to what we're thinking is a very effective way to get our emotions more under control. We're all having a lot of wild thoughts right now. Like many of you, I'm concerned about toilet paper, or rather my lack of it. There's a real panic feeling that starts in my stomach every time I think of it. I start wondering if I should go out in search of it before I'm completely out, which is only days away now. But because I do practice mindfulness, my thoughts start to override themselves with very little effort on my part. Is it worth getting exposed to the virus for toilet paper? I won't lie. Maybe at some point. But for now, I can take deep breaths that calm that feeling in the pit of my stomach and wait. I know, sooner or later, the shopping mania will subside. I know sooner or later the stores will be restocked for more than 45 minutes. I know I'm not going to die without toilet paper, and that I can't say the same thing about going out in public right now. Toilet paper is certainly a great equalizer, isn't it? I've heard politicians complain that they're out. It's clearly causing one of the biggest problems at the stores, and restaurants know it's a huge draw to their takeout business, adding a roll to each order. It's become such a national obsession, there's already a website to help people calculate how long their toilet paper stock will last. True! It's howmuchtoiletpaper.com, and you can enter how many rolls you have and, uh, how many bathroom visits you conduct a day to determine how long your supply will last. I spent some time pondering why our reaction is so strong towards something we definitely take for granted under most circumstances. I don't know if this is true for everyone, but I realize that for me, it's a dignity issue. Not having it feels uncivilized, and my mind is desperately searching for signs that we are civilized. Civilized equals safe, normal, orderly. Right now, I want order. We can't always have what we want, though, at least in this moment, so I remind myself that I can't control external events. I can only control how I respond to them. Each time today that my thoughts drift to toilet paper, I'm simply going to remind myself to focus on whatever it is I'm doing in that moment, not the future event of running out of TP. That's also a key mindfulness practice. 
bringing the mind back to the present instead of rehashing the past or worrying about the future. As of the moment of this writing, I'm absolutely fine. I'm safe, I'm healthy, I'm able to continue my work, and I'm able to socially connect with loved ones, friends, staff, and clients online. So I'm very, very grateful. I recognize, too, that I'm very, very blessed that half of my work is online. Our office was already set up for remote work, and I have all of the services and equipment to ensure that we can keep going without a lot of changes and no downtime. I also don't have small children at home anymore, so it's pretty easy for me to adapt work-wise to what's happening. That's certainly not the case for many of you. When the schools started closing and we suspected a broader shutdown was coming, we quickly developed a webinar on how to successfully telecommute, thinking that some people might have no idea how to go about shifting from going into an office all day to suddenly working from home, with kids underfoot no less, and figured it might be useful to at least a few people. The response has been almost overwhelming, and we're still adding sessions to accommodate all of the people who want support in making this transition. That leads us to our guest today, Melissa Sims, work-to-live social media manager, yoga instructor, and mother of two. Welcome, Melissa. So how long's it been since you've been homebound with the family, and how's it going? It's been 376 days. <laughs> no, it hasn't. <laughs> Feels like it. Um, yes, it it's does. Been, it's been nine days with the okay. kids. Okay. One day with the husband working from home. So <laughs> we shall see how that goes. <laughs> so things are going okay. Um, it's definitely an adjustment. We are struggling a little bit with internet speed because everybody is online at the same time. Yes. Uh, we also have kids that are wanting to play video games, which also takes up a huge chunk of Wi-Fi. You know, the kids are, they're doing okay. They're doing okay. I, I don't think they're thriving by any means, but they are doing you know, they're surviving right now. So we're going to try to shift that a little bit. But um, I have a high schooler. uh, She's in ninth grade. She's doing well. It's a lot of schoolwork. My son is a little less. He's at like 30 minutes a day, maybe an hour. (laughs) So he's the struggle right now because trying to keep him entertained is not easy. And then how's your workflow going? My workflow is very busy. So we've been very busy for the past week or so. And I haven't really had time to just stop and kind of take inventory of what's going on in our life. It's just kind of been a whirlwind and the kids being home and now my husband being home and trying to get my work done. It's difficult because there's always somebody interrupting. I don't have my space. There's a lot of noise. I do really well when it's quiet (laughs) and when I'm alone. So it's hard to keep that focus going, but it's been good. Good, good. Yeah, it's the this change has happened so quickly. So between um, many people got one day's notice that I know, like they were at work one day, yeah. and then the next day they were like, "No, don't come into work." And of course, our brains don't like that, and we don't have time to adjust. and And I totally agree with you. I had not stopped. We were so busy with everything that was happening and trying oh, yeah. to cancel all of the events and switch everything to online and schedule new webinars and write new webinars and. And then I mentioned earlier in this podcast, it hit me Sunday. I haven't stopped even to yeah. self-assess or to see how I feel. And so finally that mental and physical sort of fatigue got me. 
But I think that that's one of the important things about this is no one can expect that they're going to instantly adjust to the, a different work environment, a different educational no. schedule, a different everything overnight. Yeah, that's the thing is, uh, for me, at least it's, it was hard because what we teach in our business is, you know, the mindful part of it and how mm-hmm. to not be so reactive. Right, and right. it's difficult because you still have to be human and you have to allow yourself those mistakes. And I need to go a little easier on myself because, you know, I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be great. We're going to have this, 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 yeah. and this schedule is going to be amazing. And everybody's going to be right on time. And no, <laughs> no. none of that is true. None of it's happening. Yeah. But, you know, it's going to take time. It's not going to happen right away. It's only been a little more than a week. And yeah. it feels longer. Yeah. But it's, it it's does feel longer. longer. It does feel longer. I think part of the struggle I'm having right now, too, is that trying to not be the perfectionist, you know, where you you model yourself as this. I, I am a good mom and I am an excellent telecommuter and I can handle both at the yes. same time. Yes. But no, I mean, I have not had a break from human interaction for nine days. It's been no me time and any me time is spent at the grocery store where I'm super paranoid with gloves on my hands, trying to stay away from people and not breathe in too deep. <laughs> right, it's, like, right. <laughs> it's not relaxing. So it's very important to get that time in because we all need our space. It's a lot of change and it's hard too, because I, I don't want to hide from the kids that this is scary. It yeah. is different. We don't know what the heck is going to happen. And I think it's important to share those feelings with the kids because mm-hmm. imagine how they feel right now. Yeah. We've been through more than this. You know, we've been through earthquakes. We've been through 9-11. We've been through the riots, you know, all of these big events where it changed Mm -hmm. our lives as we know it. And this is just another one of those things. But for the kids, this is so foreign to them. They have no idea what's going on. And I just think it's important that if you tell them, yeah, I'm a little scared. I don't know what's going to happen, but we're going to take each day as it comes. And that's the only thing that we can do. Right. And I think that shows a little bit more it's not fear. I think it's bravery. You're teaching yeah. your kids that, you know, it's okay right. to have fear. It's okay yeah. to be a little scared. Just, just to know what's actually real though. What's real fear. Yeah. What's, what's a real thing to be scared about and what's not really so real, like the right. shopping situation. It's yeah. a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just had today, actually, um, I was so excited like, how can you get so excited that you have a delivery time for groceries? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so foreign. <laughs> so I logged on to Amazon this morning and I already had the stuff in my cart and I've been going on every morning trying to get that delivery window. And then this morning said, oh, 10 to 12 delivery available. I was jumping up and down right? <laughs> and nothing came. So then I log into Amazon and what do you know, they canceled my order. And my wow. first reaction was to curse into the freaking screen. Like what happened? But obviously those weren't things that I needed right this moment. So it can wait until there's another available date, but you know, you do get that knee jerk reaction right now because of course stress, everything's heightened. Yeah, absolutely. But then again, I will say that part of that is because you practice mindfulness. Being mindful doesn't mean that you don't ever react or have a feeling. It means you recognize it and then you, you adjust or respond differently because you realize you know, yelling at the computer is not going to make your groceries come from Amazon, right? No, absolutely not. No, <laughs> I've tried that too. It just didn't work. <laughs> so. What do you think about kids and screen time while parents are trying to work? Well, I think we need to be human. Okay. Yes. 
obviously I don't want my kids on devices all day long. I just don't think it's good for their brains to be on it all day. However, when you work from home and you're in this new stressful situation and there really isn't time for me, like I get in the flow. So if I am interrupted in that flow, it takes me way off track. And so I need to stay in my flow. And if the only way I can stay in that flow and continue to make money that helps support my family, then yeah, I'm going to let them have screen time. And even if it's three hours a day, which normally it's not, I'm okay with it. I'm allowing myself those little things that make my life easier right now. Good, good. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And I think that's another important thing for everyone to consider is that yeah. We'll figure something out, but I'm giving yep. us time, you know. Good, good. Excellent. And I think that that maybe is the most important thing is mm-hmm. time. Just everybody needs to give themselves time. Yeah. Yeah. So we're learning all kinds of things and we'll continue to learn things. And I think, I guess we could close on the idea that um, I wish I could say now it's not going to change anymore for a while, but it's changing hourly. And so I think just remembering, I mean, I, I know you do this, but you, maybe you can talk about it a little bit, but I think remembering to check in with how you're feeling, which sounds mm-hmm. a little crazy, but a lot of us ignore it. We just keep pushing through. Yeah. And I think it's really important that we just pause for a moment. How am I feeling? And if you realize, oh, I'm getting really worked up because again, a lot of times we're like, whatever, I've got things to do. Pause and check in with that and address it then instead of letting it build, I think is a good suggestion. Yeah, absolutely. I I've had to do that quite a few times because like I said, we've been so busy. I really haven't had time to take stock of what's been going on and um, really check in with myself and how I'm feeling. And for me, life is not that different just because I always work from home. I think the biggest difference is that I'm not able to go outside. I'm not able to go do the things that that you feel a little bit like um, your freedom is gone. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we are free-willed beings. And so it's a very strange thing for our brain to try to work out that, yes, you're free to do whatever you want, but <laughs> just stay home and stay away from other people. And yeah, it's, it's a weird thing to wrap your head around. And I'm a social I person. I like being around people and I'm, I'm touchy. I love hugging people and yeah. it's hard for me, you know? Yeah. So yeah. as long as I still got the family around that I can hug, then, uh, then I'll be okay. But then too... We are not accustomed to all being sort of pushed together into a small space or having lots of downtime. So how are you dealing with that right now? Yeah, for our family, we are a sports family. And, you know, my daughter plays volleyball and my son plays baseball and they're club sports. And so they are year round and like a lot, like we have no free time normally. And so our life has basically come to a screeching halt. There's there's no sports. There's no activities. There's, I mean, my calendar is so clear now. <laughs> it's a weird feeling. You know, I look, I used to have a dot under every single day on my phone and now there's nothing there. Yeah. So I know it's, it's, it's easy to say, well, let's just cherish this time to, with each other. Well, that's going to wear off people. Okay. <laughs> we can cherish each other for a little while, but right. it's going to wear off. So it's just yeah. important to make sure that we, we do have that time yeah. alone to just yeah. reflect, go write in a journal, go listen to some music on your front porch, just anything to just remove yourself a little bit from that situation. Yeah, I agree. This is the new way it's going to be at least for a while. Some things may never go back to the old way. And I think as long as we're open to adapting, 
long as we stay mindful and as long as we stay connected with each other and supportive of each other, we'll all get through it, but it's definitely going to be an adjustment. Yeah. Yeah. Big adjustment. Well, I thank you for joining us today and giving us your perspectives because I know a lot of people are in the same boat. And we'll have you back on to give us some more tips and tricks as you progress and uh, readdress that whole cherishing family um, period. Maybe starts to get a little shaky. Or starts feeling a little... (laughs) Starts to fade away. (laughs) Great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good one. The most important thing to remember is that none of us are alone. We're all going through the same thing and we can be supportive, compassionate, and loving to ourselves and to others. Life offers too many rich opportunities to just survive it, even during challenging times. Our intention is to support you in thriving through a life of purpose and meaning. Until next time, remember to be mindful. Be sure to join us next week when we'll discuss the mental and emotional challenges of isolation. If you'd like to be on the show, please email us at info at worktoliveproductions.com. We'd love to share how you're coping and what mindfulness lessons we might find in those strategies. Please subscribe to A Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We'd also truly appreciate you taking a few seconds to rate this podcast so that others can find us. And follow us on social media at work to live A Mindful Moment is written and hosted by Teresa McKee. The Spanish version is translated and recorded by Paola Tile. Intro music, Retreat, by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll, by Josh Kirsch, Media Right Productions. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs>